Welcome to GodFocusPodcast.com. This episode is about the topic of loving yourself. Join Awesome Angie as she speaks with Kevin, Robin, and MJ about the topic of loving yourself. Last week we talked about loving God, and then this week we're talking about loving ourselves. What does that mean to love ourselves? There's an epidemic in this world where people don't love themselves and then they drown themselves in thoughts and in addictions and all sorts of stuff that is destructive because we're not loving ourselves properly. So what does that mean? What does it mean to love ourselves? What does the Bible say about what we're, what we need to be doing? Or actually the bigger question is it's not doing I think that's the biggest misconception of all this. It's not doing anything. It's being who we were called to be. That was powerful. Any thoughts on that one? This, this idea of uh, energy, you know, we've spoken about that many times, the energy that we create for ourselves uh, can be positive or negative. Uh, The the energy that we uh, kind of share with others is positive or negative. And that's kind of the output. That's, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens inside of us that generates that energy. You know, we're little power plants, right? We're building something. We're creating something all the time. And uh, so this idea of focusing on negative thoughts, feeling negative feelings about yourself, um, existing in a negative state of mind, those that creates negative energy, right? Uh, and so... The Bible, right? The Bible says that we are we are created by God, right? And, and when we are uh, when we are uh, willing, right, to acknowledge Christ as our Lord, then we are we 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 basically die to flesh and we are born again. We are born into spirit. John three, you know, uh, and when we do this, right, we become we become. A child of God. We are adopted into God, God's kingdom. And uh, God is the source of all love. God is the source of power. So whatever negativity, ne- negativity that we feel about ourselves is contrary to the truth now. Right? We are, it's contrary to the idea that we have, um, we are, uh, we are broken because through Jesus, we are made perfect. His, his, his blood washes away all of our sin. It washes all the way the mistakes that we, that we made. And so now we have a choice to make, right? We have a choice each day. How are we going to live our life? What are we going to do? How are we going to move forward with um, with the time that we have in front of us in, in the present moment? And, uh, and so the being that we are, right, we just have to be content in, in this, this, this idea that we're good enough, right? That, that, that Jesus, you know, that Jesus, uh, has cleansed us. Uh, we have to be content in the idea that it's okay to not be okay. Right. That, that video that Mike shared earlier, right. That was beautiful. You know, we have to be okay with not being okay. We just need to grow. We need to learn how to take what the negative things are in our life, put them in a different perspective, Put them, put them in, in context around God's plan for our life. And then we just need to move forward and move forward in a way that is, is basically uh, giving, giving, uh, 
you know, dying to self, dying, you know, allowing our own desires, our own needs, our own wants, uh, letting that die and following the plan that God has for us, which of course we don't know. We just know we, we can, we, you know, we know a little bit of it, right? We know kind of the next step. We know maybe the next, you know, maybe one or two things that we need to do, but it's all going to require uh, it kind of an acceptance, an acceptance of where we're at, the truth of the reality of where we're at. It, it requires an acceptance that we are, you know, a creation of God, that we are a child of God. And so that we are, we're worthy and we have value and that God has a purpose for us. And it's an acceptance that, that every act, like you said, everything that we decide to do is going to want, do one of two things. It's either going to put us further down the path of God's, you know, God's plan for us, or it's going to pull us off that path. And so we just have to be aware of where our mind is, where our heart is, where our, where our motivations are. And, and it allows us to uh, see where, where, what the next action is that we need to take. So it's, you know, this idea of being is, it's twofold. On one hand, it's, it's, it's an aware, it's an internal awareness of, you know, you know, accepting where, where, where we are at, accepting the truth of the situation. Um, and then the other half of it is it's, it's positioning our hearts and our minds so that we're open to the idea of moving forward. We're open to the idea of letting go of our own thoughts and needs and really focusing on God and his glory and focusing on what it is that he's trying to do through us. Mm-hmm. I love it. That was love beautiful, it. Kev. That was absolutely beautiful. Love it. Um, and then here's the whole thing. It's so simple. <laughs> it sounds simple. It sounds awesome. Walking that out in the human flesh that we have is seemingly where we all get stuck. We, we get out of that inner strength and, and become more outer focused and unless we're aware of the difference between the two. First off, you know, Jesus didn't come for the people that were well, he, he just came for the people that didn't have it all together, you know? And uh, there's a preacher named Brandon Manning, uh, Brendan Manning, and he wrote a book about the ragamuffin gospel. And in it, he talks about, you know, that Jesus came for the people who their cheese has fallen off their cracker. And I just get a big old smile off my on my face because I don't even know where my cheese is half the time. You know, I get wrapped up in that kind of stuff where I, I know that I just need to love on myself as crazy things I do and silly things I do from time to time, but I just know God loves me. And I just, if I just keep true to that and keep saying that to myself, that's the biggest thing. It's, it's an affirmation. That's how I wrap myself into it and knowing that we're going to go through challenges and we need to just give ourselves a break a little bit and just love ourselves enough to, to receive the gift. I don't think I've ever gone to a Christmas where when all the presents were handed out, if there were still presents under the tree that had my name on it, I didn't open them up. I didn't have a year like that. I opened up every single gift. So why not open up this one? Just accept the love and, and move on. That's awesome. I love your stories. It's so That's so true. Open them all up. Open, open the gifts. The gifts are given, especially the gifts that God has given us, you know, 
they're free. I mean, he's given us air to breathe. You know, you, you can't buy that. You can buy things to purify it, I guess, and do <laughs> manipulate it in different ways. You know, the water we drink, same thing, different ways we can filter it. But, you know, it's, you know, air, water, life, breath. Um, it's, it's all free. Love. You, you can't buy love. I mean, I guess people can debate that. <laughs> But there's things to do and that we can do to enhance. But essentially, everything, everything heals in the presence of love. And when we love ourselves in whatever way that means for us, um, that could be there's a lot of obstacles that can get in the way of that. Cause everything we have spoken about is absolutely true. And way easier said than done for many people out there. I mean, we, when you work on this, that inner game, and you understand the power that that puts you in, you're, it's going to take a lot to get you back off of that. Because once you see it and know it, then you, you, it, it's like you've lifted to the next level. It's like climbing a ladder. You're, you're up another rung and you can see a different perspective. And then you climb another rung and you look around like, wow, you know, it, it, everything just layer by layer gets stronger and more powerful. You're not going to climb back down that ladder. Why, <laughs> why do you, you know, you're, cause you're strong and you're solid, um, in that truth of that inner game and the strength of that inner game. But there's a lot of people that aren't there yet and they don't have the tools to get there. Um, that would be, I, I don't know if that's something we want to talk about here. I, I think that's fascinating. And we've touched on quite a bit um, already as far as the, the difference between, well, I'll, I'll, well, the difference between the inner game and the outer game um, to me is the big difference here. Knowing that God is in us you know, when we accept Jesus as our savior, God is in us as the Holy Spirit, helping us make decisions. We just have to put those antennas up and the receptors up and be able to change the channel so we can, so we can follow the love and not get off on these other paths. And, um, which is very easy to do in our world because things get dressed up in ways that are very deceiving. But once we've really ingrain these truths. Cause there's one thing about knowing the next level is really implementing that into our lives and cognifying that for ourselves so that we are strong in this power. MJ, you have any other thoughts for us at the moment? I kept asking myself this question the whole week and one particular verse came to my mind as I was just thinking about it. It's in uh, Song, of, Song of Psalm, and in the Song of Psalms 4-7, it's a simple little verse. It says, you are altogether beautiful. I love that start. You are altogether beautiful, my love. There is no flaw in you. God does not see a flaw in you. He knows you're flawed, but he doesn't see the flaw in you. And if we can get that in our own hearts and accept that and say, yeah, I'm a mess. He loves me so much that God, I just need to keep working through it. And that's the whole thing. Just keep working through it. Don't don't keep talking about the flaw. Talk about where you're going. And it just kept hitting me this whole week. So I wanted to say that. 
a verse, a verse that hit me um, today, and, and actually, First Peter five, and it's basically telling us that we're not alone in this battle, and we need to be alert because there is evil out there wanting to pull us down. It's up to us to really know how to love ourselves and understand that we're not alone. We're all in this together, and that's okay. Just stay alert. And uh, does anyone have that pulled up? You said eight through 10. Be, yeah. yeah, it is. Be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. But resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Amen. And that's, I was reading from the New American Standard Bible. Mm-hmm. I, I love reading this one in all the different versions because um it's it's I it, to me it's just neat the the different little flares of you know the terminology but being alert and of sober mind which one am I I think this is James I'm reading from um, mm-hmm. you know resisting him standing firm in the faith you know and then and then the next the next um, statement is because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings we're all in this together. It's up to each one of us to keep working on our inner game, really connecting with the Holy Spirit in us. Um, I had a really great conversation yesterday with a gal. Um, we were talking about just naturally kind of came up in the conversation. And after I was done, we hung up and I'm like, there were so many synchronicities in that conversation and, and that's, to me, that's how God, one of, one of many ways God speaks, like you'll have a thought, like, but it's, just, you know, like you'll be thinking something or dwelling on something and you're like, oh, that could be the answer. And then someone else will say it. And, or maybe you'll see, you'll be driving down the road and you'll see a billboard with something that reminds you of it. And to me, those are the little synchronicities that God uses just to say, Hey, I got your back. I love you love yourself enough to trust yourself and your intuition that um, you're on the right path. This is the next step. Like, like Kevin was saying is, you know, we may not know the whole big plan, but we know the next step when we're listening to the Holy spirit within. And as we step into those little, those little, one little next step that, that we've heard God speak to us through that inner voice we take that step and then, oh, there's a whole new, like that step of the ladder, like, oh, another perspective, a whole nother way of looking at it, a little more clarity, like, oh, wait, here's the next step. And, um, you know, then we go into that doubt sometimes we're like, well, I don't know, is this the right step or not? And, and until we just step out in faith, because God's got our back. Um, when we know him and we love ourselves enough to trust that voice inside and take that step. And we, you know, and, you know, it's the human journey. That's what makes this life so interesting is when we start taking those risks of uh, stepping out on faith, 
that, okay, I think I'm hearing from God because that, that's a question too. Like, I don't know, was that God or not? And because um, you know, we can start getting into that ego territory, we'll know as soon as we step that we won't know if we take 10 years to step, you know, and, and then finally one day we take the step and like, oh, well, that wasn't so hard. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, Kev, you got anything to relate to any of that? Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, my journey has been one of, so there's something called the locus of control, right? That's the psychology term. And, and one of the things that I've learned through a lot of self-reflection is this idea that I internalize, I internalize negativity. I, I, you know, when bad things happen, I, I pretty much willing to step up and say, yeah, that was my fault. And, um, and in doing so, uh, and that in itself is not a bad thing, but what does become a bad thing is when you, when you kind of take that to an extreme, right? You, you personalize it, you, you make it pervasive in your life, you, uh, and you do it consistently, you know, across time, you know, like, uh, you know, it becomes a very, it becomes a very damaging pattern of how you think. And, uh, so the very, when the very first step that I had to take in my life, one, it was going to God and saying, God, I said, I, I know I'm messed up. I need, you know, I need you. I need you to break me because I, I'm broken. And I don't know how to find you. And I, I don't know what to do to, to get myself, where, you know, where I need to be. And uh, that was the very first step I took. Uh, he revealed to me over the course of time and through people and resources that were in my life. You know, he, he revealed to me, here's, here's how you're seeing yourself. Here's what you're, here's what you think about yourself. And it was very, just as you said earlier, very negative, very, very, you know, toxic thoughts. And, uh, and so that next step after that was let's, let's, let's identify, let's see what are these negative thoughts that are going into here? Can you find them? Can you, can you, can you identify them? And then the step after that, which I did, again, I didn't know these steps when I was doing them. I just knew that I needed to do something. So then once I started seeing the negative thoughts, then I started to learn, you know, skills and techniques for learning how to not feel negative thoughts and, you know, how to reframe, take the same event and, and look at it from a different point of view. And when you look at it from a different point of view, you can control how you feel. You can control what you think. And all of a sudden, you know, now I'm like to think wow, I can actually, I can actually kind of manipulate my thoughts a little bit here and change the way that I'm thinking. You know, and so little steps like that, it wasn't, it wasn't grand, it wasn't any grand big change. It was a million little recognitions of, I have more control than I realize. I have a, a plan, you know, uh, for my life that God has put on me. You know, I have a God that loves me. Uh, you know, I mean, it was, it's just, it was little incremental steps like that. They, and, and along the way, like you said, there were little road signs and little people, you know, people and such that kind of came into my life that would reaffirm, you know, if I was struggling in a particular area, I get, I'd get affirmation from someone that was like, you know, encouraging me, Hey, you can do this, or, Hey, I agree with you, or, Hey, you know, you're doing a great job or, or whatever the case may be. And, uh, you know, and, 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 and so a little step looks like in my, in my life, it looks like a decision. It sometimes it's, it's always a decision of some type, 
but it, it, it could be a decision on, I want to change something about myself. I'm willing to accept the truth, uh, you know, for what it is. I'm willing to accept help, right? These are all, those are all decisions that, that you know, little bitty ones for in little bitty events. You know, a big, another, you know, I gosh, I should, I could write it down and probably see a million decisions along the line here. But one of the decisions that I made was I'm going to be more vulnerable. And I, and I sought people out in my life that I trusted. And I said, you know what? I said, I'm going to start opening up to you. And, uh, and that, you know, that, that, that created this whole spider web of connections with other people that really allowed me to grow. And in and, 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 and the beauty of God, it allowed those other people to grow, right? I was able to do things in their lives that contributed to their lives being better. Yeah, little steps. It's, it's, it's not big steps. It's little bitty, bitty steps that you just have to have the courage to, 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 to do one, stop and look and see where you're at and then take another step and stop and look and reassess and keep going, you know? And uh, that's, that's my thought on it. That's awesome. Yeah. The little, the little steps, it just having the courage to step into that little step and well, first of all, noticing that it's there and then taking that step and God will make it clear if it was the wrong step, like, Oh, okay. There's nothing wrong with the little failure. That's how we learn. Right. And, but God will make it obvious. And, um, and it's our job to discern that, to be able to quiet ourselves and love ourselves enough to give our mind that space to, to do this work. It's work. It, you know, it's taken us how many decades to get where we are and um, it's going to take, it takes time and these, the willingness, to, willingness, first of all. And then um, the time to step into all these, there's a lot of nuggets in, in what we've all shared so far today. Um, but um, it's that inner, it's that inner game of just paying attention and taking that next step. And beautifully said, Kev, I, I absolutely love that. Absolutely love it. Oh, Robin, you have any thoughts on um, this or anything around loving loving ourselves, loving ourselves well, um, either add on to this or any questions that you're great at posing good questions, <laughs> not to put you on the spot, but your, your, uh, your spirit is about to overflow. I am excited to hear. Kevin, what you said. Oh my gosh. I tell you what, I, um, I feel like God has moved me here to in this place to, um, Ah, he's working on me. Uh, Kevin, what you said. Um, I do the same thing about uh, internalizing. You said like negative thoughts, right? Or something for me, something if, uh, if something happens and I feel very deeply hurt, then I realize that that pain, you know, I it's perseverate, you know, I think about it over and over and over again. And sometimes actually, and eventually I think I'm over it. And then I'm sitting and I'm somewhere doing something, you know, I'm, I, you know, my mind is totally focused. Like, let's say on work, you know, working with a student and all of a sudden, bam, that, that negative thought comes in. And in the last few years, God has just taught me a lot. And it's, really hard for me, really, really hard for me to talk about it because I didn't know 
how much I don't trust people. I didn't realize how much I hated myself. I didn't know how angry I was at God. And I'll tell you what, I can tell you I'm, how wrong I am because this week, <laughs> what we're talking about has forced me to see some things. I use the word forced because of my own ignorance, my own stupidity or blindness or whatever it is. And I use those terms not, you know, negatively toward myself, but to say, you know, sometimes God is right there, like, you know, on that billboard and I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing him. And I want to tell you something, vulnerability, you know, I'm like somewhere I must have said to myself, don't trust anyone because everyone's going to hurt you. And you know, I think that negatively impacted me. And, you know, like with you, Ange, <clears throat> my beautiful sister, my BFF, our whole lives, and Kevin, you too, and Michael. Wow, you know, you guys love me. And I know that's true. I know that's true, you know. But I close myself off, you know. And I could just, you know, go into a whole host of reasons or maybe excuses as to why, you know, I could tell you what the shrinks say. I can tell you what my meds make me do. And I can, you know, I could tell you the devil made me do it or whatever, but, and all that stuff, as much and as I've probably hurt you over our lifetime, our lifetimes together. And, you know, I was killing myself inside. I was killing myself. And I know, looking back, that, you know, it's not what God wanted. And, you know, I don't want to take up a whole bunch of time, but, man, I just am exploding with thoughts right now. I, um, I went through a really dark time right before I met David. I had been, quote, unquote, friends with this guy for a couple of years, really liked him, grew to love him. And basically, a high school friend of mine had set us both up. And, you know, I thought he was a great guy, but he just wanted a friend. And, you know, I didn't accept that. And I was angry. And I finally just walked away from him, you know, because I could see that. And it was selfish. I'm sure it was selfish because I wasn't willing anymore to be his friend. But let me tell you, I, I hope I can find it because I'm using my phone and it's usually my quick reference. But I, you know, I spent... A long time, wasted years, probably. You were, you had a little rant in there about external circumstances, which is a, that was a beautiful illustration of not even realizing that the externals are affecting the internal. And when we get to that point of strength and in our relationship, Robin, through the years, I had to draw on that internal strength that I had, knowing that I couldn't do anything to reach out and help you. I mean, you had to reach back um, and be willing to have that exchange in order to, um, you know, to get to make any progress. And when the willingness isn't there, nothing's going to happen. And then when using those external circumstances, 
um, it's just so easy to point that direction and not even realize we're doing it. And it's that building of the internal strength that I, if anything, that's what I was using in order to stand strong for you. And that when, and anytime we're around people, loved ones that are not willing to change and they're just in a place where they can't see it. Um, and that, and there's no judgment. That's the thing. There's no judgment. There's, you know, no time we have control in, in, um, when we are willing to recognize that and, um, way easier said than done. <laughs> and it, it's amazing how it could take years sometimes to come to this and that's okay. There's no judgment. It just is what it is. And Jesus is the way to make, you know, switch that switch and just start walking in his love, knowing that he loves us enough to send his only son to die for the garbage that we've done and continue to do. And and in relying on those little steps, hearing the voice, quieting that inner voice enough to hear God's truth. And, and you're not going to know God's truth unless you read the word and get that truth in you. That's why it's so powerful to read the Bible every day. That's a way of loving ourselves. Read in the Bible every day. Get God's truth and wisdom in our, and you know, even if it's one verse and you mull over that for a whole week and internalize it and make it yours. And what does it really mean? And, and that's when God, you know, sends one another. We're not in this alone. We're here together and we need each other to bounce these thoughts and ideas and just bring us back to this whole thing. It's the inner game, the Holy Spirit in us. Um, I like to call things a game because I was told based on my, <laughs> the way I am built, I love how everything really is so simple, but my personality <laughs> naturally is bent toward making everything complex. I love complexity. I love solving things and like puzzles and putting things, you know, finding all the pieces and putting it all together. And I, I've realized recently that I need to make that a game because it's, I can't outrun the fact that, I mean, I am, I just love making things complex. And if it's not already complex, I'll make it complex because <laughs> that's just how I'm wired. I finally figured this out. And so I'm, I'm right now in the middle of, you know, just to be real raw here, I'm in the middle of trying to gamify that. That's why I keep using the word game today. Um, I'm gamifying the complexity, because it really is all so simple, but we make it so complex. And depending on our personalities and our psychological bent and our conditioning, that was another word that has really been um, on my heart around this conversation as well, is the conditioning. We've conditioned ourselves over the years to think certain ways, to do certain things, to be certain ways. And it's uh, you know, just like any, like an athlete, you can, you know, if you have a goal, like, okay, I want to hold a plank for 10 minutes, just saying, <laughs> and there's a way to condition your body to do that. 
it, you know, can you just like lay down and do a 10 minute plank? Most people can't, it takes conditioning and there's training involved in that. Just like when our thoughts, when we allow them to go out of control, um, we, you know, one by one, take those thoughts captive and, and put them against the word of God, knowing that he loves us. And, um, this is a way to love ourselves one thought at a time, process it with God. Like, Lord, like Kevin said, Lord, you know, help me, <laughs> help me with this. That's what God is here for. That's why the Holy spirit is in us to help us walk in peace every single day. But we got to take that step, you know, the armor, um, the feet fitted with shoes of readiness and peace. Be ready to take the next step. Be willing to have that courage. Um, and of course, we need all the other armor on us, you know, to protect everything. But it's uh, taking that little step. And it's those shoes fitted with peace because of our love for, for God, which allows us to love ourselves. And next week, we'll be talking about how that translate in loving others. And I love Kev, what you said about the spider web, when you do love yourself enough to be able to reach out to others in various ways, um, it's reciprocal. We are in this together. What we have inside of us, somebody else could definitely benefit from, you know, the good stuff, obviously, and maybe even the bad stuff too. I mean, that's a whole nother conversation we can go through because um, we are, we're mirrors for each other. Like, you know, I could do something or say something um, to each, you know, in this conversation. And there's three other filters right here on this conversation. You have a filter that you're interpreting what I say or anybody, you know, but in this case, you're interpreting my words through your filter and you come up with your own questions and thoughts. And, and that's how we grow is we, you know, we're like, oh, well, that's interesting. Let me absorb that and ponder that and test it with the word of God. It's that 51% rule, um, something that Kevin was just talking about. And you've always talked about it. And that's where I learned it from. And, you know, you're going to have days where 60% of what you think about is negative and 40% is positive. You've got to change it. You've got to make that mental change to get it back to 51% positive. And leave it at 49% and figure out those little ways. Here's how I do it, guys. Um, you know, I wrote down some songs. Um, you know, Danny Gokey, G-O-K-E-Y, Danny Gokey has a song called Love God, Love People. And in it, he talks about make it real simple. You got to make it real simple. And Angie's been talking about that for, you know, Boy, what's that? Six to twelve months now. I've been hearing "Keep It Simple," MJ. And then I look back at another song that I always would listen to um, when things were just, you know, sixty forty, and they need to be fifty one forty nine is what they need to be. "Hold Me, Jesus" by Rich Mullins. Rich Mullins is one of the just most inspirational singer songwriters I've ever listened to. I just think if you ever sit down and just listen to some of his music, it's not stuff you'll hear every day, but it's stuff that would, it will speak to you. And, you know, he's just a good old Indiana boy that um, I think he just found God 
Uh, and you know, he says it so comically. You ever listen to him on uh, live concerts? He will ramble between songs about anything. And it's just comical to hear him ramble on, kind of like what we're doing. But it's it's, it's helpful. It's um, that's awesome. Um, when you were talking, it made me think of the word buoy. That was another word that came to me today that I really wanted to get in here as well. Is what are those buoys that if we're tethered in God's love? And we understand, you know, that's the, that's the Bible, that's God, that's Jesus, the Holy Spirit within us. If we're tethered to that, like, like a buoy, what is it out there that when we get so far out and we're like, oh, you know, when, you know, we get, you know, like the dog on the, on the tether and he runs and, you know, he can only go so far <laughs> and it pulls him back. What are those buoys and the tethers in our lives that anchor us back into the word of God and the reality. Oh yeah. The inner game, love myself. I do. Yes. And you know, and the 51% and like Kevin said earlier this week, you know, that's the, that's the baseline. You don't, you know, just never drop below the 51, but let's get above that. Um, the 51 is that it's the baseline that you don't ever want to drop below. Um, but yeah, but you know, shoot for hundred percent, but knowing, just knowing that we don't have to be hundred percent, to be positive um, on the positive side, I mean, to me, it that just that took a big weight off. Like we don't have to be hundred percent. You know, I've got this thing wrong. I'm not hundred percent. You know, and then we just focus on the thing that's wrong, and we we're fo our focus is off because um, we're focusing on the thing that's wrong and not focusing on the fact that hey, you're at least fifty one percent over that line. Um, you may not be a hundred but you're over the line and take that power anchor in that, in that buoy knowing that, okay, I, I can, you know, I'm above the line. I'm my head's above water. Um, I, the, the buoy I'm tethered, I'm tethered. I'm not below the water line. <laughs> I'm above I'm tethered. Um, um, and Mike, I love that you, you are, you music is a powerful one for a lot of people. Um, and those were two great examples of how you use music as, to me, a buoy and a tether to help bring you back. Because um, there's some great musicians out there that have, um, you know, are, that are able to use word, the words and music in a powerful way. To me, sometimes music is distracting. That's just me. Because <laughs> the words get in the way. Because <laughs> they're saying stuff. And I'm like that's not right. I don't want to believe that. Like, you know, cause if you really start listening to the, some of the words <laughs> and some of these songs, it's like, I don't want to hear that. Um, but you know, because they have it to this cool beat and the music, you know, it's, it's another way that evil things can get in. Um, I'm just saying, but, um, but, uh, I, um, obviously that's just some stuff that's again you just gotta knowing where your buoys are and knowing how to tether back and how to know what's right and wrong okay there's a whole nother conversation we haven't gotten into another time we'll talk <laughs> um kev you have any ideas and thoughts based on the buoy conversation i just had um no, I mean, I think I think you said it well. Um, I think that was a great illustration that Mike had with the song selection. And uh, it's about, I mean, that's something that's so someone has, has kind of kept saying this to me, another friend of mine, patterns, right? We create patterns in our lives. You know, uh, 
we, we need positive, we need positive reinforcement, right? And, and doing that, it, that's, it's habit, right? That's what patterns are. They're just basically habits. And so, you know, the, the more that we can do to find healthy habits and replace the unhealthy habits in our life, whether it's the way we think or what we do when we, when we get in a funk or, uh, or the way that we connect to other people, right? I mean, there's probably all kinds of different things that we could list here, but the idea is, is that, you know, a buoy in my mind, from what you're describing is simply nothing more than a habit. You know, it's an immediate reaction when you have an event, here's how I react to it, right? And it can be a positive thing, it can be a positive buoy, or it can be a negative buoy. And, uh, you know, and, and because that habit is going to pull you in a direction. You know, if you're drinking, if you go to substance abuse when you're up, upset, that's a negative pattern. That's a negative buoy, right? If you go to reach out to a friend and talk it out and, and you reach out for support and help in, in a constructive way, that's a positive buoy. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and conditioning, another word for all of this. Um, how are we training ourselves? How are we training ourselves? And when you do training and you do anything over and over and over, it becomes a habit. In the interim, the Lord was speaking to me and that's just awesome. It shows how very good, how very kind and loving he is to me and to all of us. Um, I just, I'm grateful, you know, because the years that I spent feeling um, rejected or abandoned or whatever negative thought I was thinking about myself, <laughs> he was with me always with me. He was compassionate to me. And the things that he's been saying to me in the last three years, just two or three years have blown my mind, you know, learning through the hard stuff. And, and yes, retraining my brain and trying to um, get rid of the old patterns, even. It is, I'm a work in progress, like you said, MJ. And, and really, I'm good with that. <laughs> because I have God's love with me and no one loves me better. <laughs> Happy dance, right? That, that's awesome, Robin. So I think it's, um, it's been wonderfully said today. God spoke through us because it's just real life stuff that we live every day and we just need to figure out ways to um, use his awesome power and his love that he has for us. And um, I'll just give you what I think next week, um, a verse I was going to talk about next week, but I'll give you today. And it's Ephesians 2, uh, 4, 2. Ephesians 4, 2 says, Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. And it's just such a simple thing that I, I look at that verse and I go, you know, just be gentle. You know, people are going to go through crazy time in their life and that's why you know like the buoys in my life yeah i've got the phone calls i could make when i need to hold on to that buoy i got the emails i could send when i need to hold on to that buoy i got the text messages i could send when i need to hold on to that buoy because you need to have others in your life you've got to find them they're out there people are looking to help you that's an act of god's love through them to you and you have to accept it and that's what i have with these three people you know, I could text and email and call any one of you, and I know you'll be there for me whenever you have the time. It doesn't have to, you have to drop everything, but I know you would. So, and 
anyways, that's my last thought on love today. I, I had a really strange visual that hit my brain. <laughs> I'll share it. Um, what's the name, MJ, what's the name of when you're um, out on the water with the the water shoots out of your boots and you're flying in the air? Uh, what was that? What's that called? Not, it's not jet skiing. It's a uh, no, um, uh, yeah. body ski. Parasite? No, no, no. It's when it's... you wear these boots and it blasts the oh, water it... through your boots and you just like start flying in the air. But you're tethered to something. I forget what even what's it called. There's a name for it. I but, know. I can't think of it. So I, it just hit me because, you know, the, you know, a buoy is anchored way down deep in the ocean somewhere um, in, a, in a strong, solid foundation. And it's tethered up to the surface with a little slack. You know, it can kind of move around a little bit. That's your 51%. You're just above the water. <laughs> And then you put on God's word and the jet skis or whatever they're called. There's a name for these things. I think it's called jet pack, jet pack, something like that. And, and you, and with, with the power of God's word, you can just fly and do all sorts of fun. You know, life just gets fun and, and crazy. Um, but you're still tethered. You're still tethered, but that's, you know, I don't know. For some people, that might be fun. I, it's a little terrifying to me to be like <laughs> whatever those things are called. But so it's a mix of of excitement, freedom, um, and and fun. Even though you're tethered, it's a whole sport that that kind of illustrates it right there. If that makes does that make any sense? My silly brain. <laughs> yeah, jet jet boots. I think. Yeah, jet. Yeah, they're boots that are connected to the hose and uh, that shoots the water up. It's it, it's explosive power when we uh, learn how to control it, and that's what we're doing here. One thought at a time, one Bible verse that we read, one conversation we have, one little synchronicity we recognize and we ponder. And then we see the next one, we're like, okay, Lord, that is you. Let's, you know, then you step into it and like, oh, the new, uh, the, you know, and just, and you just keep following them, you know, and occasionally you fall into a crack or slip off the slope a little bit, but then it's like, okay, you know, you're tethered in, get those thoughts back in line. And um, it, it's a process. And it's the, I think the reason we're here in human form it's, it's our spirits just trying to find the fun, you know, in this crazy planet that, that has gravity. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. I better. Uh, Kev, <laughs> any thoughts on that? Somebody save me. Somebody save me from myself here. <laughs> All right. Angie, well done. You did a nice job. Uh, good, good analogy. Robin, thank you so much for, for your vulnerability and openness. I think you are incredibly hard on yourself. You're a beautiful woman, Robin. You just, I, I can't tell you how much I, I just, I smile when I think of you. And, uh, and MJ, you're, you're, you're a solid man that is there when I need you. You're, yeah. you're a very, you're a very supportive person. You're a very loving person. And I, I'm honored to, to know you. And uh, guys, I just think, this is a great group of people. I'm so blessed every time I get a chance to talk to you. 
I'm just, I look forward to this time and I'm just very, very thankful for what God does through this, uh, through this relationship that we have here. Amen. 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 So if something's being said during this podcast, that's really pulling at your heart right now and tugging at you right now. Just say this little prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. You died for me. And thank you for coming into my life. You are my Lord and Savior. And by saying that prayer, you're bringing him that much closer to you and just saying thank you for being there always with me, Lord. So I hope we've helped in some way. Jesus is always there for you. Just use that power. Thank you for listening to the God Focus Podcast. And if we've said something today that has helped, we do have two action steps you can do with our program. Number one is we have a prayer team. If you'd like us to pray for you, just email us at godfocusedpodcast@gmail.com, at gmail.com and we could put the prayer team on your situation. Secondly, if you have the financial means to help us, we are right now trying to improve the quality of the podcast with technology and editing. If there's any situations you can help with us, we have a custom program right now we're building for a custom membership, and then we'll have membership packages down the road. Please email us at godfocusedpodcast at gmail.com, and we can send you that information. Thank you for all your help and love through Jesus Christ, and God bless you. Have a great week.